Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Of course you say that. We want all the confidence in the world for Baker Mayfield. He's going to lead our organization to multiple Super Bowls. But what, what do we have to give up for Aaron Rodgers? That's Quietly the behind closed doors? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that publicly, but behind closed doors, what are we talking about here? What, what do you guys think you actually need? Let's see if we can, if we can actually make that happen. Jay Williams, Zubin. Keyshawn in the morning, ESPN 6, 96 a.m. until 10 a.m. You get Action Sports Shacks from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Right here on ESPN 690. Of course, you can do that on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch as well. Don't forget to check it out. ESPN690.com. You can stream us. You can get us in your car. By the way, did I tell you? I did tell you guys, but I'm going to tell everybody. 136 miles to Winter Springs, Florida mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. While you guys were doing the show, I was driving down. A couple yep. of stops at Bucky's, by the way. Uh, 136 miles. Yep. Crystal clear, loud and clear. Yeah. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I love it. That's amazing. It's quite the reach. That is quite the reach. Some, someone say a Giannis Kempo type reach. Unbelievable. I love it. I was thinking like boxing reach. Who would you gone to? Man, that's a good call. I mean, I guess Wilder now, right? Yeah, Wilder. You sit yeah. next to him. Long, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. For being honest, and I'm being honest, and being be quiet about this one, when I stood next to him, Brent, I'm like, yeah, I got you by a couple pounds. Now, yes. I watch the highlights, and I'm like, you're, you're all set, sir. Okay? <laughs> I'm like, I, I get it. I may have you in the weight category, but in terms of punching power, I don't know. I think he gives me a run for my money every time. I um, also have... Uh, might have had Wilder in the way. Brett, well, yeah. <laughs> Brett, Brett Martin with the question of the Super Bowl. Hey, how much do you? How much does all that stuff cost? Yeah. And he didn't have a problem flexing and telling no, us. He didn't. Three hundred thousand or something. Wasn't Man, it? Yeah. And around his neck was one hundred and forty alone. Yeah. Well, when you put that on, you're you're hoping someone asks. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a good point. Well, that's, that's, a that's, good point. that's a that's the best point you made all day. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Like yeah. unless it's like you know if it's like a Rolex or something. I don't know. Like yeah. there's watches that are kind of discreet, and it's like ah. That's why. Is, when, that, when, a, is that like a fossil or is that like a big? That's time why when I got Steph an engagement ring, I got a, a small one. I said, Steph, you don't want to be bothered and ask all the time like how big that thing. It's is. a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> it's unwanted attention, all that talking. Nah, man, we're we're introverts <laughs> around here, the Martino household. Uh, hey, who? Uh, I, we're going to get into minicamp down the road. Friday, Saturday, Sunday's rookie minicamp. Yeah. Just a little forecast ahead. A little quiet time at Jags headquarters as we wait until uh, some of these guys hit the field, which will be fun. How much will Trevor Lawrence do? I don't really know. I, I can't imagine they push it. He can throw the football a little bit right now, but I yeah. can't imagine uh, they're going to do too much with Trevor Lawrence. You also have opt-out guys yeah. that, that are just getting back on the field, like Walker Little and Jay Tufeli. You have injured guys like Cisco. He's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Where you look, like if you can take Trevor out of it, if okay. you get a sneak peek at someone this weekend and, and just say, I just want to see what that guy looks like on the field. Yeah. I want to get a better idea for him. I mean, is there is there one of the draft picks? You know, I mean, is I it mean, ETN? I mean, it, yeah. but, but you can't tell too much. Again, we got to remember, it's not like we're going to know a lot coming out of that. Uh, I but mean, even if you got a peek for an hour, you'd be like, you know what? My eyes are going to go there first. Yeah, listen, I think ETN's the easy answer because, you know, he is bigger than your average running back. And I want to see if he uh, could. I mean, once again, I don't want to speak into existence, but could he be an every down back going forward? You know, is he built like that? Yeah. Can he handle the workload? But to me personally, I got to see Tyson Campbell in person. 
All right, I gotta see. I'm sick of that too. I gotta see what the footwork is like. I have to see where if C.J. Henderson's 100 percent and he's playing on the outside, can Tyson Campbell play on the inside? Does he have the skill set to do that? The athleticism, you name it. Um, I want to see what Tyson Campbell is bringing to the table. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel that too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is the right thing to do. It's probably not. But I now measure every corner that walks into Jacksonville off the body type of Jalen Ramsey. I thought you were going to say just their arms in general. Well, just their long arms. Length, Which, yeah. broad, shoulder. That's yeah. the way the position can be played now in the NFL. And I know what that guy could do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I know we're over Jalen. But I'm just saying I kind of I, I look at that and say, oh, I wonder – if this guy has a similar build, or does he look like that? Does he? What does he look like in a uniform? Again, not, let's not be dramatic here. There's not so much you can do on a, even a rookie minicamp. It's yeah. good to be out there running around, good stuff, get to see him. But so I'm really like, if I'm being real about somebody there, ETN. Okay, I really want to see him on Sundays and how Urban uses him, and I don't think we're going to be know that until September. Yeah. But I do think Campbell, how he does kind of look physically, mm-hmm. I think does matter to me a little bit. And I don't know if it should. I don't want to make too many judgments on that. <laughs> but I do think what he looks like in a Jags uniform on yeah. the field this weekend, it does kind of feel like it matters a little bit. No, it, it does matter. Like, for me, it's more of just the footwork. What, what does he look like running, you know, his, his hip turn, all that stuff? Because, once again, like, we – we didn't have the luxury to watch the combine. So, and that's not everything, but that's the cool thing about the combine is we can watch these guys go through drills and we can compare them to every other player and say, okay, this guy's got tight hips, this guy's got good hips, and all that stuff. When we talk about a pro day, it's just you being featured. You're not against the, the top talent at your position. The pressure's not on. So that's what I'm very curious to see is when Tyson Campbell's out there, you know, and once again, where do they line him up? I'm sure rookie minicamp, you're not going to get too intricate. But I just want to see what type of movement does this guy have? What are his ball skills like? And obviously, can he play that press man or is he going to be playing the slot? But it's going to be monumental because anytime you take a guy that high, I think you got to play day one. I think you got to play right away. And I just hope that we don't have a situation where it's like Caleb on chase on him last year, where I, I was one of the biggest fans of the Jaguars drafting him. I thought it was a great pick. But then as I sat there and I watched Caleb on chase on, you know, work on his footwork with his hand in the dirt. But that takes time. So it was a guy who was playing a little bit out of position. So when we talk about Tyson Campbell now, I want to see if this guy can play out of the slot. Because if he can, well, then congratulations. You, you got yourself a great pick, and then I think eventually you, you maybe transition him to the outside. But it's two different positions. So that's what I'll, I'll be watching for. If I get invited, I'm not sure if there's even credentials. I'm not sure if media can go. Kuz, you hear anything about that? Did you get any emails or anything like that? Oh, dude, I don't get those emails. You don't get those emails at all. I yeah, just so, get told what I can and can't hey, do. As long as I get to go, go back to the press box and exactly. I, have, I don't have to buy the media pass off like StubHub, I think we're going to be okay. And hopefully you get one too, man. I need one. Yeah. And, and hopefully Urban Meyer upgrades, and I don't want to hate on it, because we had great time eating egg rolls and all that stuff. I had zero issues. The, the spinach the, dip? The, the, oh, yeah. Come on now. And the, no what, did they fan. do nachos the one time? Nachos. Was, I was there for that nachos. Mm-hmm, you better believe mm-hmm. it. And I had my smoothie that one time, and then I got in trouble for bringing the smoothie well, and all that stuff. But I'm just saying, if we're talking plus two Urban Meyer, everything's getting upgraded. What's that media room going to look like, Coos? Coos, <laughs> well, what's that media room going to look like upgraded? The folding man, chairs are going to be like PS5, extra cushion. Hey, PS5s at every single oh. table. Let's go, man. Let's go. But no, Tyson Campbell is definitely what I'll be watching for. With Travis Etienne, we're not going to learn a lot from that first, you know, that rookie mini camp. Sure, is he big? Is he strong? Is he fast? So be it. But 
until I see him with James Robinson and I see, you know, how each one of those guys are different, what he can do, Travis Etienne's kind of whatever to me. And once again, it goes back to the whole combine thing, right? Like, I sat here and said how many times? Chuba Hubbard. Get Chuba Hubbard, get Chuba. I like Chuba Hubbard a lot. Okay, well, I don't know how different Chuba Hubbard is than Travis Etienne. One went in the first round, one went in later rounds. If I'm watching the combine and I see them, you know, go through the the, the, the drills and run over like the dummies and all that stuff, well, then you can tell. All I have to go off of right now is game film. And spoiler alert, both of them look pretty dang good. So once again, I think once we see that those live reps, that live action, when the pads get a crack in a little bit, then you see guys like Travis Etienne of what he can bring to the table. But right now, it's all just in speculation. It's all in theory. But at the end of the day, probably the biggest thing I'll be watching, more than Tyson Campbell, more than Travis Etienne, and once again, Pending I get invited to this training camp. Not sure if Urban Meyer shut me down already. He's getting tired of my tweets I was putting out with my videos. But if I do get invited, I'm watching Urban Meyer. I'm watching how Urban Meyer coaches. Because if I was to put any money down on what training camp was going to be like this year when the whole team's back, it'll be the hardest one they ever go through. Not only from a, you know, make a good first impression from a head coach, but also having that old-school mentality that guys like Urban Meyer, guys like Charlie Strong, guys like Joe Cullen have. I think it's going to be one hell of a training camp. I think it's going to be survival of the fittest. I think it's going to be a war nutrition. I'll be honest with you. And I wonder if Urban Meyer pulls that trigger right away in the first mini camp, or if he gradually has a crescendo when everybody gets back. Like I wonder if he slows things down a little bit, or if it's all systems go. Because keep in mind, the guys coming in right now, as you know, as our friend, um, and, and now I'm blanking on the name, but his head's in a beehive, right? He, he's mentioned that uh, a couple years ago, his head was in a beehive. So when you're a rookie and everything's coming at you fast, and once again, I don't care if you're Travis Etienne or an undrafted free agent. It's just different, man. All right, that that college atmosphere to that pro atmosphere in practice, it's it's believe me when I say it's night and day. I saw it firsthand at the Senior Bowl when we had the Detroit Lions training staff, who was absolutely insane. The coaching staff and we're doing like sprints and stuff while the the, the other the South team is just club med. But like that was my first rude awakening, saying, "Hey, man, I don't care how hard you thought you had at Murray State, which it wasn't easy. The pro level is different." And once again, I just wonder if Urban Meyer pulls that trigger right away or if he eases them into it. If I'm Urban Meyer, I ease them into it, at least the first couple of days. I, I get everybody acclimated because keep in mind the heat's different here, right? It's probably going to be like 90-something degrees. Uh, and by the way, it was Quincy Williams out of Murray State. Hello. I mean, uh, a guy after my own alma mater uh, heading the beehive. You think I can remember that. But you're going to have guys that are trying to acclimate to the heat acclimate to pro practices and I just I wonder what Urban Meyer is like and this is something that I can't get a beat on because either it's going to be hell or high water day one or he eases him into it time will tell I think we got a call here we got Steven is this Steven's second call on the day Coos or no, no oh, I'm sorry yeah we got Steven on the line Steven how we doing today man Hey, doing pretty good. How about yourself, man? Not too shabby. Happy Monday. Just trying to survive. 
Hey, happy Monday to you, too. Uh, I'm also kind of curious, you didn't mention his name, but uh, uh, Smith, the guy uh, they got in the fourth round as well. I want to see where they put him. Are they going to have him standing up, or are they going to try and maybe consider adding a little more bulk to him and maybe putting his hand in the dirt? Because he does have the size to do both, but he's more likely to be playing standing up along with Allen and Chase on. Uh, but also, I think you should bring, like, a uh, if you do go, bring, like, a stopwatch and click how many times uh, Joe Cullen's uh, throwing out the F-bombs and everything. <laughs> Steven, thanks for calling, man. Yeah, I believe you're alluding to Jordan Smith out of UAB. Um, hands down, he's standing up. Uh, I think he was brought in to rush the passer. I think he was brought in to be an edge guy that could push Caleb on chase on a little bit. So, you know, he has, he's already added a little weight. I think he had like 30 pounds actually since the season was over. And it's not bad weight. I mean, the guys just, you know, take it upon himself to add a little muscle. And, and that was kind of the big caveat of him coming out of college was, you know, as, the scouts love to say, I'll say it one more time, he's a little light in the loafers, needs some more sand in his pants. That's what they were saying uh, in, t- in terms of Smith. So I think, you know, he adds the weight, everything like that. He's going to be a formidable edge defender. It's a guy that you can really draw on and improve his skill set. Now, the whole Joe Cullen factor. I love where you're going with this, Steven. Is Joe Cullen going to be like the guy that we saw, um, you know, years back that I played for, you know, yelling, screaming, losing his voice day three, day four? Honestly, I don't think so. I think Joe Cullen's going to be more of the guy that has to be reserved now because you're defensive coordinator. Uh, and it's funny. Of all, like, the defensive line coaches that I've had, they've all been psychopaths, okay? They've, they, they've all been absolutely nuts, okay? I mean, it takes a special guy to coach defensive line, all right? And nothing but respect to him. I, I probably couldn't do it. My heart couldn't handle it. Get me a Lipitor endorsement and then talk to me. But when we talk about defensive coordinators, you got to be a little more calm, cool, and collected. Sure, you can still yell and all this stuff, but I think of guys like Mel Tucker, obviously. I think of guys like Bob Sutton. you got to be a little more calculated. You can't be chewing people up because now – it's not just you're in charge of the defensive line or the linebackers. You're in charge of everybody. So you can't be chewing people out 24-7 because you got to look at the bigger picture. You know, Jordan Smith, you mentioned real quick, he to me is one of those guys in this draft class that if the ceilings hit, this has potential to be a really good draft class. Sure. Like Jordan Smith's one of those guys. I think there will be a lot of people around the league that if I asked, they'd be like, eh, nah. Yeah. Jags liked him, took a chance on him. Trent Baalke's quote was, hey, we didn't see much after him, mm-hmm. and we wanted to fulfill that, that position guy. And, and liked him. So, again, somebody like him, Walker Little, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of players, if they can hit their ceilings, Cisco, then you got a chance, man, to have three, four, five of these picks be really good. But that's what you need. That, and that's why you can sit here all day and grade the draft class, but you just don't know. I've had more people ask me, hey, what do you think about draft class? What do you think about draft class? I don't know what to think. I know they got Trevor Lawrence. So I, to think be determined. I think yeah. there's high ceilings. And usually I, I almost have a better response to that most years, and they haven't come out very well. They mm-hmm. haven't turned out very well. I think the Jags did pretty well. Like, I, like The thing I go to all the time is to say, hey, I am excited about Travis Etienne. Yeah. I was surprised as heck they picked him at 25. But I'm yeah. excited about it. Mm-hmm. So that's not a bad thing. We'll see what happens. You know what else isn't a bad thing? What's Fishing. <laughs> Let's get to Rick Riles right now with the Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. On ESPN 690. Hope you had a good weekend, man.
Oh, you know I did. You know, uh, catching can be a bad thing sometimes, but fishing rarely is. Fishing's, <laughs> fishing's always good. It's just the catching that sometimes is not so good. I tell you how sick I am, Brent. I'm excited about Tim Tebow. <laughs> I, I wanna, would you be totally shocked if he made the roster? Uh, no, not shocked, uh, but I still believe it's a long shot at the moment for him to make the roster. Yes, sure it is. But you, I mean, you got it. You can't have a Rudy without a long shot, can you? I mean, come on now. <laughs> I tell you he what, there were some. Sides, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. But uh, let me tell you something. It was a, it was a pretty good weekend. It was not calm. It was certainly pretty sloppy. But the boats that made it out of the Gulf Stream, they did well. Um, Pretty good numbers of mahi. You figure it out, though, there were so many boats that uh, if each boat caught three or four mahi, that turned into a very, very good catch, and that's about how it went. Everybody had three to six. I guess there were boats here and there that had eight or ten. The mahi are here. They're just spread out amongst a whole lot of boats that seem to be wanting to fish the edge of the Gulf Stream this year. Closer to shore, the cobia were very good. They weren't all legal size. There's still a lot of shorts, but the numbers were good. The manta rays were migrating up the beach, and they had a lot of fish on them. You just had to watch the size quite a bit. Inshore, things were good on flounder. The flounder bit quite well over the weekend. There were some nice legal redfish caught and a few really big trout. The trout are winding up their spawn right now. And uh, if you happen to catch one that hasn't spawned yet and she gets up near that 26, 27-inch size limit, it is a nice, nice fish, I got to tell you. But the good news is is that tomorrow and the next couple days are going to be calm. The bad news is starting on Thursday, everybody's going to be tied to the dock for a couple days. So if you're going to get sick and go fishing, make it tomorrow. Wednesday, but there's one thing you can count on. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Rick. Have a good one, man. Appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow, 515 every day here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays with Rick Riles and the Florida Sportsman Fishing Report right here on ESPN 690. Uh, Stuart Weber with us right now. I said, hey, Stuart, at least stick around for a little bit of radio. You were in Friday. He came up to shoot the live shot, uh, did a little Tim Tebow segment. And, uh, well, one of our pieces of equipment didn't fire up so well, so I ran down to the studio. Oh, I got and you. you know what that makes, Stuart? What do you got? Angry. Angry. Oh, yeah. Cell signals. Wait, so cell you had to go do the video downstairs. Yeah. And you, you came up here for nothing. Yeah. Yes. Were you here already in the building? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not sports that office. big of a deal, then. No, or he's just, he's not angry that he came up here. He's angry yeah. that the thing didn't fire. Couldn't fire. Yeah. I don't mind well, getting Why didn't it fire? Uh, cell signals. We're in a bit of a dead spot here. Huh. It's amazing s- in our build. Like, we couldn't get... Should have got Sprint. <laughs> it says a lot. It says <laughs> a lot about... So I just said to somebody, I was like, yeah, we couldn't get... We call it a live view, right? That's yeah. what, how we go live. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And it's it, col- it takes the collection of cell signals and yeah. Wi-Fi signals. I think that's how it all works. Didn't but, grab the Wi-Fi either. Yeah. And, and it in our own... Like, tomorrow I'll do the show from Winter Springs in the yeah. back of my pickup truck and... Let's hope it works fine. Sure, we're gonna get it to work in the building. That's, that's good. We're that's gonna good. we're gonna find a we're gonna find an Ethernet cable in that room for future endeavors. That's and a good we'll idea. be all right. Yeah. We've that done it we, here before. Ever, that's that's why I'm frustrated. Yeah. Like if it was one time and this was the only time I've ever done it here, but we've done countless live shots from that spot. So. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And by the <laughs> way, I've now convinced like our news folks that, hey, this is a good little backdrop. We're a little different, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We can yeah. be up here. We're talking about it on the radio today, Tim well, Tebow. They, they, so it's a nice little uh, story. combination, they right? So it's cross-platforming. Yeah. They do a similar thing with WOKV doing yes. kind of the news stories in the mornings. No. So. I bet they have Ethernet over there. I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they take that camera that they, is on you right now. They find a way to get that I thing. I mean, if you guys want Ethernet, just go to my office. I got Ethernet there. Oh, Drew, we could have just gone to your office. Austin's office. Austin's office. Say it a lot for the people in the back. Uh, Austin's office. So, I've got a nice ring going. to it. Keep singing. I like your tune. I'm not yeah. going in. Yeah. I haven't been in there yet. By the way, you get a new office. You got new headphones, too, huh? I, I want big ties for you. Well, okay, first of all. I can't wait until these announcements are official. See, no, I don't know. See, now? Hit the dump button. No, it's all good. But be careful, though, because. Don't make it sound like I'm changing. All right, you it saw. Sounds like you it. saw my headphones. Yes. But be honest though, Brent. The headphones need to be replaced. They were bad because the earpiece kept on falling. Falling. They were bad. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I went with some. Uh, I don't. I don't like name their. You know, I'm not gonna name the brand because they're not paying me to say it. To be honest, eventually, with you, I feel like you instantly. You instantly became the rookie draft pick who just went out and bought a car. Yeah, might have been. Got might an have. office, bought headphones. Might have. Hey, I, I might have got a Cadillac EXT. Treat yourself. Might have got a Cadillac EXT. Might might have put 26 inch rims on it. And might be going to Arby's and going to the drive thru <laughs> yes. and wrecking the crap out of those rims my first week. Treat just like yourself, Austin. What you gotta do? Treat gotta treat yourself. yourself sometimes. Some people got pool tables. Mm-hmm. I got the audio techniques. Weber's been uh, busy. Yeah. Uh, today. Running around a little uh, bit. Monday went to Mayport. Mm-hmm. Uh, NASCAR, Kurt Busch. Yep. What was that? All? It was a cool event. Yeah, so so Kurt Busch, and NASCAR does this every year where during Memorial Day weekend at the Coca-Cola 600, they put uh, fallen soldiers' names on the, the windshield of each car to, cool. to honor them through all the different branches of the military. And the one that got paired up with Kurt Busch, who drives the number one car for Chip Ganassi Racing, is Jason Dunham, uh, Marine Corps Corporal. Uh, sacrificed his life, fell in a grenade to protect his fellow Marines. Mm. Uh, just ultimate story of sacrifice, Medal of Honor recipient, Purple Heart, um, died in 2004. And so at Naval Station Mayport is the USS Jason Dunham. So there's already a, a Navy destroyer wow. that is uh, in his honor. And so they gave Kurt Bush a tour of the ship, um, got to meet the commander of the ship, and then they unveiled the the car you know, in front of the, the battleship, the, the destroyer, um, so you have this really cool kind of parallel between yeah. 750 horsepowers, over 100,000 horsepower. So, he, you know, he got a tour of the engine room, got to meet uh, some of the folks who serve on the USS Jason Dunham. And, yeah, it was it was cool. And one of the things I talked to Kurt after the experience was, you know, how nice is it to be doing these things again to yeah, be able to point. get back into the community point, yep. to, to, to thank the members of our military for what they do. And obviously, we'll have that story coming up tonight yeah. at 6:30 on Fox 30. Sounds good. Uh, that's a uh, that's a neat story. Um, good Kurt Bush could uh, get up here for that. The and then you over at uh, UNF, Blake uh, Maribel continues to rob home runs. You're like a rob home run story guy. <laughs> that's the second I mean, one. I was going to do the second story, one I've done in a couple could, years. Yeah, yeah. You've done you did the Stone Garrett, the anatomy of Stone Garrett sketch. You just had that a was insane. I remember that day. Yeah. Like for the well, it was really like two years in the making uh, because of the pandemic. So, so the irony, by the way, to Stone Garrett, you know, they gave out the bobblehead this past Saturday. Yeah. After the 2019 season, he signed with the Diamondbacks. So he hasn't been with the Marlins or the Jumbo Shrimp since that it's like season Bachman's favorite player of 2019. <laughs> so, you know, he was going to get Rule 5, and then he just signed off with the Diamondbacks instead and goes and goes and plays for another team. But they still did the bobblehead this past Saturday. Uh, it was pretty cool because it kind of has him bobbling over the, the, the fence. The fence. That was the, the idea, yeah. fence. So cool. t- kind of different stories in that Stone Garrett, you know, that, that fence is shorter. 
So, you know, you can do a little jump and get carried over. True. At, at the baseball grounds. At the yeah. baseball grounds. The ones at UNF, probably an eight-foot fence. I think so, If yeah. I had to guess. But Blake Maribel is six foot three. So he kind of just uh, showed me. It's like, yeah, I just put my hand up there and uh, here I am. <laughs> yeah. I got a little jump. But it wasn't that. It, you know, the, it wasn't the two that catches simple. that he's made yeah. were he's not two like really just a reach over kind. Yeah. I mean, it was like yeah. the climb rate. it and then bring it back in. Yeah. They were like two, almost identical, it felt like. But really good plays by Maribel. Yeah, and he, uh, in his way of explaining it, just made it seem so simple. And I'm like, dude, that's not that simple. <laughs> yes, it, it's like a walk it's in the not park. that easy to just time the jump. And, you know, because if you're playing in the outfield and anyone who has, the second you hear and feel that warning track under your feet, yeah. it completely changes your approach because you know you're about to collide into a wall at full speed. There's an art to it, a yeah. big-time art, and something that's hard to practice in full speed. You Correct. practice it sometimes. I was an outfielder. You do practice it, kind of find in the fence, and you always want to practice is robbing the home run, yeah. but it's in full go mode. He's done it twice in like a four-week span that like our sports center worthy kind of plays. UNF, by the way, baseball surprised me this year, and I don't know if that's unfair to them by me or if it's just they're doing a heck of a job and Tim Parenton's doing a heck of a job, but they've been pleasantly surprising, I think, for a lot of folks over there at University of North Florida. Yeah, they're hosting a divisional series, essentially quarterfinals for the A-Sun Championship, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend against Stetson. And then the Final Four will be here as well at UNF. So at Harmon Stadium, we'll host the the Final Four of the A-Sun Championship to see who gets a postseason berth, that automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. A lot of good players, uh, a lot of good uh, ball right there. Did that make you feel better? What's that? Coming on and talking a little bit after the <laughs> yeah, live shot. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we're going to go troubleshoot here in a second. That's and right. and we're going to find uh, some solutions to make it better for next time. Okay. When you say troubleshoot, is someone yeah. going to yell that? No, 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 no. We, we, uh, it's a technical thing. We crank okay. up, we crank up that little box. And, it could be uh, a user error, though, too, by, by somebody. It's not. Okay. Well, I wish it was me running it. There's a chance. Yeah. Listen, I'll be honest. I, I love the, the the jumbo shrimp stories that you guys are doing, but I refuse to talk about that team until we find out why that giraffe is in that. And oh, by the way, draft's gone. It's gone? Gone. Guys. Gone. And guess what? Guys. It's been replaced by another animal. Take the Tim, take the Tim Tebow stuff shrimp? off. Coos, nope. take the Tim Tebow stuff off the stream. We're, we're going live to the shrimp. What's going on here? Giraffe is gone. Do we know why? I don't know. I looked in left field as I was shooting the game on Sunday. What is it now? What did I see? Four well, here- giant pink flamingos. Is it some? Is there like a movie coming out that we I don't should know. not know? A Zark movie but it or felt, something? It felt, like like a, a, it felt like a very similar, you, similar kind of model uh, as far as uh, size and texture of, of gosh, the draft. We, we no, got to start asking I've what's going on. I've got a tweet at the Jumbo Shrimp. Well, and right I would now. say How also putting put in this general. Put in, wait a little bit for that tweet because I'll well I guess do it for radio, but I'll send you a picture uh, when I go downstairs here in a second of said flamingo. I think the but isn't that kind of weird because flamingos don't they eat shrimp? Oh, that's oh, why wow. they're pink. That is why they're pink, yeah, by the way. So oh, that, wow. That's where they get their color. Oh, wow. Mm. Is it, and then is, I wonder... Is the I wonder, moving? Put in the lease until 2043. Yeah, I think we're okay. Well, <laughs> there's, 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 yeah, but I'm still the, driving a station wagon, so probably not. But yeah, okay. fl- flamingos are a major enemy of the crustacean nation. You know, well, that's interesting. I don't. Mm. I got. We got to get to the bottom of this. There's you know how many people this, asked guys? about the giraffe a lot. like that day? Oh yeah, there a are lot. a ton of people well, interested and, in the giraffe. And not only that, I want to know: Did they? Was it Friday they got their first loss of the season? Did the giraffe move Friday? Because if oh, that's the case, is then... there some kind of like rally giraffe, uh, rally flamingo? That ended quick. They got a three-game streak out of it. What if there's, what if there's like a rally giraffe and rally flamingo? <laughs> 
Bingo. What? Well, I don't think your rally monkey. The Angels had the rally monkey back in the day. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think your rally go probably goes a little bit more together. A little better with the Tiki Terrace. Yeah, it seems to make. I just feel like you shouldn't have your rally animal be the animal that eats your your mascot. But literally, one of their alternate logos is them is them coming out of a shrimp boil. That's fair too. You know, so advantage to her. Literally, no, yeah, literally yeah. Where, where they go to, yeah. where yeah. they get eaten yeah. from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one last thing about the giraffe. I can't get over the giraffe right now. But if they're if you're not doing anything with the giraffe, I would like it here. It wouldn't fit. Oh in yeah, here. we'll would make it fit? fit. Okay, we'll just take out some of the dials. The take out the trophy. Yeah, I like that. I want listen, as big as the buzz was around the giraffe. I mean, it can only help ratings okay. here it's, on the it's show. Gonna, it's going to be the rally giraffe for our ratings. Honest question: Is it tall enough to have it outside and its head come through that <laughs> yeah, window? That's possible. That's possible. It, it beats like the workers that pop up once yeah. in a while. I mean, I'm sick and tired of looking at our cutoffs, Brent. We got to get something sure. new in here. Let's yeah. go. Well, I was going to say because for the longest time, there's always been random stuff in the background. But has anybody asked about big boy or? Snowboards or? Yeah, we've got a couple snowboarding comments. Okay. You know, for the brand. The yeah. giraffe would do well. Giraffe would do well. I, th- I think the giraffe would get us where we want to be. Just think, if we ever do an anniversary show again, if we make it to our next yeah. one, the giraffe is part of the anniversary show would be fantastic. Third anniversary show? Is that the next one? That'd be the third. Could, could you put some sunglasses on them just for the hell of it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like giraffe sunglasses. I might do the show from the giraffe. It's comic. <laughs> on top of the giraffe. Right in the giraffe. No. There, there were kids jumping on top of the flamingos. That's what I was well, that's re- not recording I'm just saying. Video. It's not great. There might be a certain picture of me out legs. there of at a certain Chinese restaurant in the St. John's Town Center that has statues oh, of, I think, elephants or something out front of it. Horses. Horses. I may have, on, on a night, were a couple cocktails at one o'clock in the morning. There may be a picture of me out there on top of those horses. Yeah. I wonder, Just saying. I wonder why those background checks on Austin Lane are always tough. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they, why they take, take so long. It took three weeks, man. It was crazy. <laughs> they yeah. while. It took three weeks. It's a long document Contracted employee. Yeah. Hey, I'm stuck. I got a year now. You all yeah. stuck with me now. If so. you're still stressed out, how about enjoy a little happy hour horn time on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. <laughs> The islands and every drop of Vida de Luis tequila, 100% blue agave from Tequila, Mexico. Good vibes. It's a celebration. Hey, celebrate with a little Vida de Luis tequila. Check it out, VidaDeLuis.com for Añejo Reposado Blanco, where you can find a bottle of locally owned tequila right here in Jack's Beach. It's Vita de Louis. Go check it out at VitaDeLouis.com. We'll be back right after this. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Somebody find the giraffe! <laughs> Brent Martineau. I'm not the guy that likes to, like, be overdramatic. Austin Lane. Well, you, you're almost by. in tears yesterday. I was. So. Well, that was a little different. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I will say that I will never tire of seeing no-hitters. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to give me a game that has all these strikeouts and everything else and almost no balls hit in play, give me a no-hitter. It gives you something to hang on. The, the thing about the sport is that it requires urgency. The thing about, about any sport, it requires urgency. It, it, a sport needs to make you want to watch or feel like you need to watch. But when there's a no-hitter going on, you need to watch. That is Mike Greenberg. I don't disagree with them. I mean, listen, no hitters are fun. I mean, but it doesn't. There is, you know, there is a bigger problem in baseball where 
or the pitchers are just that dang good. We've had yeah. the discussion last week. I do think the pitchers are really good. I think we might be at a just an incredible era of depth in pitching and so much talent that even guys you don't never even heard of have filthy stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I, and and I'm not talking to you, the the hardcore fan that knows these guys, but I'm talking the casual fan. Oh yeah, you, mean uh, you see it every single game you watch. Yeah. Whether they're the, we talked about the second, third, fourth pitchers, they're all nasty. I don't even think I. I I think I started to say this maybe last week we were talking about this topic or not. Maybe I did say it, but I still – it would be an interesting study. Go get this done, Elias Sports Bureau. Like, <laughs> how much out of the no-hitters that have been delivered in, in Major League Baseball history, how many are just, like, no-name journeyman guys? Yeah. And how many are, like, star players? Like, obviously, Nolan Ryan made like a living off it, mm-hmm. right? But – and you have those. I'm not saying you don't. You don't have big-name guys. But I wonder if – the balance scale would tilt toward the no-namers that just have, like, this great moment. It's a good call. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's It feels like it's one of those things sometimes. Well, and it's like, you know, they mentioned this on the on the break, but Jake uh, DeGrom, I mean, one of the best pitchers going right now when he's healthy. Never had a no-hitter. Yeah. Has, like, below a one Yeah, Yet he's ERA, seemingly unhittable. But he's unhittable, but yeah. never had a no-hitter. It's insane. Uh, by the way, DeGrom goes on the uh, I-L which I still can't get used to. What, it's the injured, DL. Is it the injured list? What yeah. Is it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of the DL. Yeah. Did we have to change that? I know, right? <laughs> uh, but that's not good for the Mets. Uh, Braves played in front of a sold-out crowd last night. Did you see that? I did not see that. Full capacity. Okay. How are your Red Sox doing? Red Sox are still in first place, folks. Just want to let you know. Embrace that. Cherish that. Uh, they were the first team to 20 wins. They are now the first team to 22 wins. Mm. They're still 22 and 13, three and a half game cushion on the Yankees in the race. We're now 35 games in. Mm-hmm. So that's a solid 20% of the season, a little bit more than that. Uh, you know, I've been more impressed with the, the bad teams aren't grotesquely bad. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Orioles are 15 and 19. Detroit's kind of grotesquely bad. They're 10 and 24, but, um, you know, the Angels are in last place in the West. They're 15 and 18. The Nationals are 13 and 17. The Pirates are 14 and 19. And the Rockies are struggling, 12 and 22. So there's two teams. But, again, I said it last week, I think the uh, the parity in Major League Baseball is pretty decent. Yeah. Right now, your Brewers are struggling lately. Easy enough. Hey, they lost a lot of close games. They won last night against Miami. They're okay. It's yeah, right be in the okay. middle of it. Yeah. It, it'll balance itself out. You yeah. know, St. Louis pretty good, though, 21 and 14. Everybody's yeah. playing catch-up. To them. It's okay. They're the only team in the division that has a run differential in the green. St. Louis? Yeah. Same thing in the east. There's the Miami Marlins, who are 15 and 18, but have a plus 20 run differential. Mm-hmm. Weird. Well, I mean, one weird game. Stat. W- weird stat, but one game can make a difference. Like, the Brewers got beat by, like, you know, 16 nothing one game against the Dodgers, and that's what it was. I'll give you more. The, NL West, the AL West has one team mm-hmm. in a positive run differential. It's the Astros. Yet they have... Four teams at 500 or better. Mm-hmm. Weird. And then the AL East has four teams out of the five in the green and right. run differential. Weird. Or not weird. Yeah, well, that Kinda makes weird. a little more sense Weird-ish. because all four are over 500. Yeah, I got you. But the Red Sox, plus 36. The Chicago White Sox, plus 53, most in the league. Even more than the L.A. Dodgers. Hmm. Have the Dodgers been Dodgers kind of dropping a little bit. I would say the Dodgers have been disappointing. Sean Megan, that Tommy John surgery now. Yeah, all of a sudden. 
Well, they're 18 and 17. Who would have thought that? Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you play the Milwaukee Brewers. You're going to lose some games. They Milwaukee lost Brewers have a better record than the Dodgers. Yep. Nobody would have imagined that. Yeah. Seattle Mariners Nobody. have a same record as the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, let me give you one more. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Plenty of baseball, bro. Plenty of baseball to go with. All right. We got to take a break, Goose. Yeah, we do. Thumbs are up. Thumbs are up. That usually means shock your mock Man, down. I'm going to shock your mock By now. the way, I need to get the next batch of shirts out. I need these addresses. Oh I need gosh. the contacts. we got to put yet. a bow on this thing. Hey, I'm trying. They're not responding. People were trying Listen, to go to the draft party. If we owe you those. a shirt, you got to reach us, reach out to us. Okay. So not, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like that wasn't <laughs> part had, of the... You <laughs> had to be on shock your mock. Yeah. And we have documentation of that. Sure. But there are some folks that I need the name and the address and the size of the shirt. And if you don't get back you? to us when we reach out to you, then we can't get it to you. Uh, are you sending DMs? You doing, how are yeah. you doing this? Okay. Yeah. I miss it, man. Oh, it's that's a, it's going to be an NFT right there. And obviously now every single year I have to come up with a new song, right? That, that, that's a gimme. Like, I can't do the same song this up and coming year again, right? It's got to be something new. It's got to be a new genre. Yeah, you know that Can stuff I request, than, like, yeah. reggae next year? <laughs> How about a different genre every week? I just week? might. No, Brent. No, because I'm asking too much you of you. You have 11 months to get ready for it. No, th- there will not be a new genre every week. There will be a new genre every year. Uh, thought on the divisions in the NFL to wrap up the show next on ESPN 690. I'm not touching it if I'm Cleveland. Because I know what it's going to take. And it's, you're not giving You don't know until you know. Uh, what is take, it going to take? You're not taking a fifth-round pick, so why are we even having a conversation? You want my entire draft for the next several years. You want Baker Mayfield in return. All right. I don't want to. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Great as Aaron Rodgers is. Do your odds go up to win a Super Bowl if you get Aaron Rodgers yes. versus Baker Mayfield? Then why the Absolutely. hell wouldn't you do that? Because it's, it's going to take too much for a guy that has three, let's just call it for safekeeping, three great, great years left in him. I'm going to have to give away my future when I don't have a real quarterback issue. Hey, hope you're having a good Monday, everybody. Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Coos here on ESPN 690. Yeah, nice weekend. Yeah. All right, well, hey, we'll talk a lot of football coming up this week with the schedule coming mm-hmm. out on Wednesday. That's always a big day. Uh, then rookie minicamp later in the week. But uh, you brought up an interesting uh, point. I think I, I don't know where you saw it, but said the AFC South was ranked as like the second to last division. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Should they be? Are they? Boy, well, Houston's really bringing it down, huh? Yeah. But, <laughs> I no, said I mean, the Jags are one in fifteen. <laughs> that's a good. No, that's, it's not the that's Jags' a, fault. Yeah. You're the second worst division. No, that, that's a dang good point. It feels good to say it's Houston's fault now. <laughs> yeah, it definitely um, is Houston's fault. Yeah. Though. Obviously, when we talk about NFL divisions, you know who the first one was, right? Who, like, who? I guess who, not the first, but the, the worst one. You would say is the worst one the East. Correct. The yes. NFC East? Yes, yeah. Because you can look at it two ways. It's the most competitive, potentially, but obviously the least quality play is fair enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, man. Like, there is a lot of parody when you Let talk about... Let what's the best. Uh, the best got to be, be NFC West. The best would be the NFC West, correct. Like, easily. Yep. Let uh, me go second. Hold on. Don't I mean, I, I can tell you. Oh, okay. But I don't want you to tell me. Gotcha. Take the... Uh, I mean, okay. All right. I'm going to say second one. I mean, come on. Hey, come on, bro. NFC South. No. Come on, man. Mm, they're not going to say AFC North, are they? Yeah. 
Really? Three of those teams could theoretically win the division. I know, but Cincinnati like really holds them down. They do, but you got three high caliber teams. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You want to take? The, I almost the went third? there. Okay. Uh, was third NFC one, South not third? Third one surprising. Hmm. I, they give so much dang love to the Patriots. It's going to be the AFC East. No. No. Mm-mm. They go the West. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They, they talk about. The Broncos may be making a step forward. You know what's interesting? The Broncos and the Raiders, they feel like they might be okay, but they don't feel like they're really contenders. Like, no, no. they really feel like they can make a push. No, they're Chargers, not gonna, maybe they make another step. But you're playing with the Chiefs. Yeah, and the, I don't. Good yeah. luck with that. I think the NFC North, you can make a better case for. You got Minnesota, you got the Packers, you got Chicago. I know Detroit's Detroit, but yeah. I was surprised the NFC South's not up there a little bit NFC more. The Falcons are better fourth. than their record, I still believe. The Saints, they should have some equity built up, and the Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. The NFC North, um, I'm sorry, NFC South is fourth. AFC East is fifth. NFC North is sixth. And then that puts the AFC, AFC South seventh. South. And here's what they say about that. You want to hear yeah. the rundown? Real quick. So, I, I, oh, there's a lot to read here. But uh, on draft <laughs> night, Stanford head coach Dave Shaw said that Trevor Lawrence was good enough to do with Jack's vote. Andrew Luck did to similarity their bear roster in Indianapolis. That's a significant vote of confidence for a potentially transcendent player, and that may be true if the Jaguars are suddenly immediately re- suddenly immediately okay. If the Jaguars are suddenly immediately relevant, then the dynamics of this list change significantly. Significantly. So on the surface, it's not impossible. Basically, you need like three teams to really push you up. Yeah. And so if the Jags could become a player there, then you've got two teams that are pretty good, the Titans and the Colts. So they break down the Colts, obviously, and then they break down the Titans. Like, you know, two teams. I want to see back. what they say about Houston. Just so didn't the Texans even, Twitter can. Didn't even mention them. <laughs> not, even, not even lying. Not even mention this article. We're not sure they're going to field hey, a team this year. Are they, yeah. Let's get back the replacements. Yeah, who knows? Is there, mention Houston. Is there, seriously, uh, this may, may be a good conversation. Think about this overnight. A little homework, okay? Okay. Easy now with the homework, but okay. And I, is there a more dysfunctional team now that the Knicks are good? An organization oh, in sports the team than that, Houston, Texas? Yeah. Like, are they who's the most dysfunctional? Is there an NBA team that's as dysfunctional, it seems like? No way. Than Houston? Uh... The Knicks could have been, you could have said the Knicks before, right? Yeah. I mean, Knicks could have been fit in that kind of, they hate their owner, they, they haven't won in 20 years, but that's changed a little bit this year, mm-hmm. not that they still, I don't like their owner, but mm-hmm. they've, they've changed. Uh, I mean, Major League Baseball, I don't know, I just told you there's a lot of teams that are pretty good, doesn't feel like dysfunction. Yeah. I don't, I probably don't know each team in and out the NHL well enough, I'm being completely honest. In terms of dysfunction? No, dysfunction. I mean, I think Houston's got that. I mean, Houston might be the most dysfunctional team in professional sports in the United States. I'm going to follow, follow on Twitter teams. right now. There we go. You're we'll push that out tomorrow on, on Texans Twitter and go crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's get it. Uh, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you on TV, CBS 47, and Fox 30. We'll do it again tomorrow at 3 o'clock right here on ESPN 690. Hey. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.